Hey, I'm Pastor Joel, and I just want to say thank you for downloading or streaming this message today. My prayer for you is that you're blessed by the content that you hear. As a church, our desire is to make disciples of Jesus, and we do that by helping people to trust and follow Him in every aspect of their daily life. So if this is something that blesses you, we just hope that you'll feel free to share this with others so that they might be encouraged and challenged by it as well. Yeah, he's great. There's no one like him. No one in heaven. No one on earth. There's no one like our God. I mean, I love these gatherings where we get to come together because it just rejuvenates my soul. And I hope it does the same thing for you. I hope that you get to a place where when you come to worship, it just feeds and nourishes who God has created you to be. Because we go through difficult times all during the week, and we hit rough stages along the way, but man, there's nothing like coming around the people of God with the kingdom of God in mind and crying out to Him, you're great. Because it reminds me that I'm not okay. I'm not great. He didn't build his kingdom on me. He didn't build his kingdom on you. He built his kingdom on Jesus. And we get to worship and celebrate that king today. Wow. That's amazing. Man, I'm glad you're here. And um, today's going to look a little bit different than a lot of our normal worship services. If you're a guest of ours today, maybe this is your first time, don't judge us based on today, okay? Uh, we're going to do some things that are be just a little bit different. And one of the things that we really want to spend a lot of time doing today is praying and just asking God for his blessing in some things that, that we believe he's called us to. See, we have been talking for the last seven weeks about being a disciple-making church. And we've been in this series called Stay the Course where we've been talking about the idea that, that Jesus has not uh, like prompted us, he's commanded us to go and make disciples of all the nations. And if that's the command of Jesus on our life, then we as a church need to be about those things. And so we've been looking at seven essential practices of making disciples of Jesus, things that we just think help us stay on the right path. Because if you're like me, you tend to get off course pretty easily. Like I can get way off course really fast, really easy, because I'm a knucklehead, right? And so you shouldn't have agreed with that when I said right. <laughs> But when you think about this of going, man, if God has called us to some specific things, then we need things to help keep us in line and in the guardrails, going the right direction and making disciples of Jesus. And so we've been talking about these seven things. What we want to do today is not go back and reiterate those things or teach through them again, but we want to come along and we want to pray over each of those seven essential practices of being a disciple-making church. And we want to spend some time just asking you and, and helping lead you through those prayer times and those prayer moments. And then we're going to come back around, we're going to sing some. And then there might be times where I actually ask you to move around a little bit. And you're going to be okay with that, right? And uh, we're just going to have some good time this morning praying and asking for God's favor in some things. And so here's why we do some of these things. If you have your Bible, turn to Psalm 78 really quickly. Celebrate God's truth. That's good. In Psalm 78, we go, man, why is this disciple-making stuff so important? Beyond the fact that Jesus commanded us to do it, why do we put so much emphasis and time in talking about making disciples 
and being disciples of Jesus. And so here's what Asaph wrote in Psalm 78. He said, my people hear my teaching, listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I'll utter hidden things, things from of old, things that we've heard and we've known, things that our ancestors have taught us. And we won't hide them from their descendants. And we will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he's done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and he established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children so that the next generation would know them. Even the children yet to be born, then they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and they would not forget his deeds they would keep his commands. We go, look, this idea of making disciples, this is a generational responsibility. It's something that someone before us passed down to us. And now as we learn and grow in who Jesus is and who God is and what his laws, his statutes, his commands, relationship with him, what that looks like, then it's our responsibility to pass that down to the next generation. It's our responsibility to equip and to train people to minister in this church so that we can be equipped to pass down the goodness of God to the next generation. And that they can then in turn pass it down to the next generation because that's how God intends for the church to continue manifesting itself throughout history until he comes back. Is that the people of God would tell the story of God to the next generation. And it's important because when we don't do that, it doesn't take long for things to go off the rails. In fact, if you go back to Judges chapter 2, you can see some pretty astounding things that happen in the book of Judges just after the people of Israel have come into the promised land that God had told them, hey, I'm going to give you the land of promise. You're going to inhabit Canaan. It's going to become the nation of Israel. And they had gone in. They had conquered the land. God had given them victory upon victory upon victory. They'd seen miracles that God had done to provide for them in that. And then Moses died and he left Joshua in charge. And as Joshua led that conquest through Canaan, the people saw his leadership and what it meant to follow God wholeheartedly and steadfastly. But then in Joshua chapter, excuse me, in Judges chapter two, Joshua's getting ready to retire. He knows his life's kind of at, at its end. And he goes, hey, look, I'm, I'm gonna serve God, me and my house, we're gonna pursue God. And you're called to do the same, coming with us to do that. But then this is what happens after Joshua dies. Right after Joshua dies in verse 10, Judges chapter 2, verse 10. It says, and after that whole generation, the generation that Joshua had led, the ones that had conquered the promised land that God had given, after that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. And then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and they served the Baals. They served idols. Just go, you know what? It only takes one generation of people not passing down the goodness and the glory of God to the next generation for the whole nation to lose track of what it's supposed to be doing. And if anything, that should call us and stir in us to go, we need to take our faith in Jesus seriously. Because if the church of today in America and if the church of today around the world doesn't hold out the promises of God to the next generation, then it only takes one before the whole world goes to worshiping idols. It's our God-given task and responsibility 
an opportunity to pass down our faith. That's why making disciples of Jesus is so important. And so this morning, we're just going to pray through some of these elements and talk about what it means to pray for God to do things that we can't do on our own. We don't do these things in our own power. We're asking God to come alongside us and go help, help us to do these things, right? And so I'm just going to kind of lead us in some times of prayer this morning and hopefully help you have a moment where you can engage with God and, and hear from Him and follow Him. And the first one of our essentials that we talk about making disciples requires us to abide in Christ. If you're going to make disciples of Jesus, you've got to have a deepening relationship with Jesus. And so we need to abide in Christ. And so here's the first way I want to ask you to pray this morning. Would you just pray and ask God to show you areas where you need to take another step forward in knowing Jesus, in following him, and in being in love with him? Would you just take a minute and ask God, show me where I need to abide more fully in you. Jesus told us to abide in him because he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. You can try things, but you can't accomplish anything if you're not going to do it in my power. And so would you just take a few moments this morning and just ask God, I want to be, I want to be powerful in your name. And that requires abiding in you. So show me, God, where do I need to take next steps to walk with you, to follow you, and to love you? And so if you would, would you just close your eyes, bow your head, and just take a moment to pray and ask God that question. Where can I grow in my faith journey as I abide in Christ? Father, your word tells us to be still and know that you're God, that you will be exalted among the nations. So, Father, we want to be diligent to take time in our day and in our week to stop and just to be with you. God, we confess that we get so busy doing other things that we make the excuse, well, I just don't have time to spend with God. I don't know how to abide with him because when am I going to spend time with him? The truth is, God, we find ways to do the things we really want to do. So I just pray that you would call us into that deepening relationship. I pray, God, that we would be committed to spending time with you, to abiding with you, to being in your word, to being on our knees and on our faces in prayer, to meditating on your truth, to talking about our faith openly with our brothers and sisters in Christ. God, I just pray that, that we would learn how to abide with you. Lead us in that, Father, we ask. We pray for people in this church just to grow in that abiding concept of saying, you're the vine, we're branches, and we want to be connected to you so that you can continue to nourish us and feed us. This once a week stuff of showing to church, showing up to church, it's not enough. We need more of you all during the week, so help us to do that, God, and to trust your spirit to lead us to those times and to be obedient to make time for you. We ask in your name. Well, the second essential that we want to pray through this morning is reach the lost. And uh, 
part of the things that we're supposed to be about as a church is taking the gospel out to people, saying we don't want this just to be a club for, for people who have already found Jesus and we're going to come here and gather and keep this to ourselves. We've got good news to tell to the world, so we want to express what God has done in our life and who he is to us, to others. And, and so uh, this morning, we want to just encourage you that it's our responsibility as individuals, as a church, to go out and take the gospel to the world. But we think about that through two avenues here at Grace Fellowship, that we would reach our neighbors and that we would reach the nations. And so I want us to take a few minutes and pray for some of the things that allow us to accomplish those goals. Number one, how you take that goal and that gospel out to your family, friends, relatives, coworkers. But then we think too about some different ministries that we support here through our church. When you give to the ministry of this church, we turn back around and give money out to others that are out doing God's work and building God's kingdom in some different places in different ways. And so we consider that a privilege to partner with them. And I just want us to pray for some of those partner ministries. The first one is Young Life. It's one of the great opportunities that we have to make an impact in our community. We support Young Life Ministries. Uh, In fact, this weekend, Scotty Dancy, who's one of our elders and the area director for Young Life, uh, he's leading um, a huge group of people, some from this church, to Young Life Family Camp. They are coming back today. They've been gone all this weekend. But Young Life exists to take the gospel to middle school and high school kids that may not find their way into the church. And so the church goes and finds them through Young Life. It's a blessing. It's a great ministry. So I just want us to take a second and and pray for the ministry of Young Life, that God would use them this semester to introduce Jesus to teenagers in our community, that their lives would be changed as they hear the gospel presented week after week through Young Life. So if you would, just take a second and pray for Scotty as the leader of Young Life and then for that ministry to middle school and high school students. also want to pray for a church plant that we partner with. Uh, one of our former pastors, Tommy Rutledge, he was actually here this Sunday that we went through this message called Reach the Lost. Soma Asheville is the church that he's planting and uh, doing a good job to help people in, in Asheville, North Carolina connect with Jesus and to find ways to engage people in, their, in that culture with the gospel. Uh, and so we want to just pray for Soma and ask God's favor and blessing on them as a ministry partner of us and a uh, a sister church with us. And so if you will, just pray for Tommy as the pastor and his family and for God's provisions for them and then pray for that church to reach the community there uh, and to, to make Jesus known in the city of Asheville. ministries that also helps us reach our neighbors with the gospel here in Kingsport and through our church. It's called Family Promise. Uh, four times a year, 
we engage with this ministry. Uh, this is a ministry that helps people who are in transition where they've lost housing or not been able to secure housing and they're currently homeless, looking for a place to live. Many of them are looking for jobs at the time when they come to us. But four times a year, we, like other churches in the area, open our doors for them to, to stay here with us. They, they sleep here. They shower here uh, for the week. They eat their meals here. You guys are incredible. Uh, to bring meals and to sit in fellowship with people who come through Family Promise. And, and it's just a blessing of a ministry for us to partner with. Uh, and one of the things that I'm so grateful for is that over the, the course of a few years, we've actually had people who have started coming to our church as a result of that ministry. And, and so we're grateful to be able to partner with people who are in a difficult season of life and to be able to show them the love of Jesus uh, and to have that opportunity to, to rub shoulders with them and not just to open our doors to them, but to say, we want to come and hang out with you and fellowship with you. And we bring meals and we sit and engage with these families and just love on them for the week that they're here. And so we're grateful for that. And we just want to take a few moments and pray for the ministry of Family Promise. And that God will continue opening doors for us to share the gospel with people who, who come here uh, for a place to stay for that week during the times of year that we get to serve. And for those who help us serve in that ministry too, pray for them. We also want to be faithful to pray for how we take the gospel out to the nations because God has called us to the whole world, go into the world and make disciples. And so uh, we have a few ministry partners that we partner with, people who uh, have God has called into long-term service and ministry and missions on the mission field overseas. And so we want to remember to pray for two families specifically, uh, the Petersons and the Champlin family. Uh, this is Joel and Elizabeth Peterson and their kids. And then the next slide is Jeff and Michelle Champlin and their son, Simon Peter. And uh, we just want to pray for them. Uh, the Petersons are currently on the mission field in the Middle East. Uh, we can't disclose the location where they are, uh, but they are serving faithfully there. Just in the last couple of weeks, they have uh, found housing for their family, gotten their kids in school, and uh, God's already starting to use them to build connections and relationships with people. And so we want to take a moment and pray for them. Uh, the Champlins live in the Jonesboro area here in the Tri-Cities, and, uh, and they are going to be going to the mission field as they continue wrapping up their funding and finalizing some of their educational goals and some of the different things that they're doing. Um, Michelle was actually here at our church yesterday with her son for an event that we hosted. And so uh, we were thankful to get to see them and encourage them. But these are relationships that we continue to build and support uh, to take the gospel out to the world. And so we want to just take a few moments and pray for these two families. Their slides will scroll here on the screen for a minute as you pray. So if you need a reminder of their names, uh, but would you just pray for them and the work that God does through them?
And then the last thing that we want to pray for in this section, one of the ministry partners that we get to engage with, and we hosted an event yesterday for Operation Christmas Child. And uh, over 100 people from this area came yesterday to, to learn about what it looks like to send shoeboxes internationally to reach kids that many of them have never even received a box. There was a young man here yesterday who uh, is going to school in a seminary through Milligan, and uh, he was a shoebox recipient in Zimbabwe when he was a young kid, and it changed his life. He had a chance to be here yesterday to tell his story, and it was amazing just to see what a simple shoebox can do. And so we're thankful for that. Our church is a receiving center for Operation Christmas Child, which means that all of the churches in this area, this region, bring their shoeboxes that they collect here. And then we load it on semi-trucks, and we send it off to North Carolina. And so uh, we get a chance to see thousands upon thousands of boxes come through this church every, every year around November. The goal this year, I think, regionally is 40,000 shoeboxes for the Tri-Cities. And so, uh, so let's just pray and ask that God uses that ministry to continue taking the gospel to the nations and that kids hear about Jesus and are discipled in their faith through that. So would you just pray? grateful for the impact we have the opportunity to make here in Kingsport through our lives, through our church. But God, I'm thankful for the extended reach that you give us the opportunity to make as we support and, and bless other ministries. Father, I pray that you would help to keep us faithful to that, that as we give generously through our tithes and offerings, that we would be a blessing to other people. And God, that we would support more and more people who are giving their lives to the service of the kingdom and ministries that are being a blessing and making an impact in places of the world that we can't reach, that we can't get to. But God, you're putting people strategically in those places and we can bless them and help them and be partners in prayer with them and financial partners with them. And so Father, thank you for giving us the opportunity to do that. And we pray you would continue to reach those who are far from you with the truth of the gospel. Change lives and change hearts, God. Let there be an awakening of the church to the gospel and let there be a revival in the world to see souls brought to life as they hear the good news of the love of Jesus. And we praise you for that and we trust you for it and ask in Jesus' name. And so the over. 
amazing, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases, leans out, fights to I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. But still, you give yourself away. And so the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God, yeah. When I was your fool, still your love fought for me. been so, so good to me. Y'all stay with us and sing today. When I feel no worth, yes, you paid it all for me. Yes, you have. And you've been so, so kind to me. It's overwhelming, yeah. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending God, but oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves that I deny. I couldn't, I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. It's oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love. Love of God, so it chases me down, fights till I finally tonight, tonight, and I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Teach me how to listen 
want to know your voice And show me how to wade through Living in the natural And rise above the noise Teach me how your heart's And teach me how your heart beats And tether it to mine The surgery is worth it Get below the surface And open up my eyes I want to see heaven I want to see heaven So let your kingdom come I want to see heaven Yes So let your kingdom come Faith can wake the dead man And hope can split the sea Help me That help me to remember The kingdom of heaven is living in me Death there was If death there was no match for The resurrected king me to remember the heaven is alive and it's living in me. I want to see heaven. I want to see heaven. Yeah. So let your kingdom come right now. Yeah. I want to see heaven, Jesus. So let your kingdom come. Yeah. Feel the signs are changing. I feel the walls are falling down. I feel the darkness shaking. We're calling up salvation now. Feel, I feel the signs are changing. I feel the walls are. Falling down, feel it shaking. I feel the darkness shaking. We're calling up, we're calling up salvation now. I feel the tides are changing. Yeah. I feel the walls are falling down. I feel the
love that. Um, you can be seated, but don't get too comfortable because we are going to ask you to move in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to continue to pray because that's our goal, right? We want to see heaven come, and the truth is that heaven doesn't come to this earth. Well, let me change that. I'm going to be really careful about my theology here. Uh, God can do anything he wants to. <laughs> he can bring heaven to earth regardless of what happens, but he loves to use us when we pray. He loves to use us in this world to usher in his kingdom. And so he gives us a vital role to play in that. And, and as we continue to, uh, to pray through some things, one of the things that we believe helps us make disciples is that people need to be connected. And so we strive to connect those who may be unconnected. And one of the biggest ways we think about that is through the channel of life groups. And we love for people to come into worship and we love for this room to be full and for the voices to sing out and we love to teach God's truth. But we believe that life change happens better in circles than it does in rows like this. And so we love helping people connect into smaller pockets of community within our faith family. And so here's what I want to just ask you to do now. We're going to take some time and pray for our, our small groups, our life groups that are going to be launching this next week and just ask God to do some really incredible things in the lives of people in your life through life groups this semester. And so if you will, just take a minute and ask God where you need to connect. If you're not currently in a life group, number one, ask God where you need to connect. Not if you need to connect, where you need to connect. Ask God to show you where you need to plug in. And then ask him in this semester what he would do in your life group and in your life. So if you just take a minute and just pray and ask God to do some incredible things in your life this semester and in the lives of those that you're connected with in, in fellowship. this. If you are a life group leader in the room this morning, we had a couple that were in here for the first service, but if you're a life group leader, would you mind just standing where you are? We're going to come alongside of you this morning and we're going to pray. And so if you're a life group leader, uh, Heather and I lead a life group and Kyle and Micah lead a group. Uh, and so, uh, so there's people right here kind of clustered up and gathered. And so Heather, I'm going to ask you to come and stand with me. If you could just do this, this is the interactive section portion of the service. Okay. Uh, you don't have to be in these people's life group, but if they're close to you this morning, just go toward them right now. And we just want to circle around them and we want to pray for them, for their group. If somebody wants to, you can come up and pray around Kyle up here on the stage too. His wife, Micah is right down here. But, uh, if you want to just come and pray, uh, over the groups, that would be awesome. So you guys just take a few minutes and pray over some of these group leaders and uh, let's ask God to do some great things this semester.
group over each of our leaders, those that will be giving their life and their time this semester to invest in people. God, it's not just about facilitating a discussion on a night of the week. These leaders pour their lives into others, and we just want to pray over them and ask for your power to fill them. Pray for the groups that will meet this, this semester. God, just that you'll do an incredibly powerful thing in people's lives to bring us closer to you, to know you, to walk with you, to be in fellowship with you, to have Christian encouragement and accountability with one another. God, will you just help us to, to continue to follow your plan for being disciples of Jesus and make disciples of Jesus as we engage in life groups. We love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As you're being seated, and thank you guys for being willing to move, we're going to have one more time to move in just a few minutes. But as you go back to your seats... We also believe that there's a part of what Scripture teaches that we chase those who are straying from God. Jesus said he would leave the 99 to go after the one. And we sang that truth a few minutes ago in one of the songs. Uh, but we believe that there are people that, that we know. We have individuals in our lives who at one point in time maybe have followed, by, followed close to Jesus, but they've kind of just walked away from faith or gotten disconnected from the church somehow. And and so we just want to take a few moments and pray for people that you know, maybe it's a family member, a friend, a coworker, that they're not where they need to be in their fellowship with God and their relationship with Jesus. They've kind of strayed away from that. And so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to just pray silently for those people. But if you have the connection card that you were given this morning, if you want to write down the names or the initials of those people that come to your mind, we would love as an elder team and a staff team to be praying alongside of you for for those folks that maybe have just kind of strayed away from their faith and, and need to be encouraged and brought back. And so you can write the names of those people in the prayer section of that connection card and either place it on the altar up here at the end of the service or in our box over on the wall, you can place it there. But we would love to know how to come alongside of you and pray for people that you love and care for, but who aren't following Jesus right now like they should be and like we would hope that they would. So if you'll just take a few moments and let's pray for, for people that come to mind that God brings to your mind. so much for praying and we want to know how to come alongside of you to pray for those people again so if you want to share those names with us feel free to do that two more things that we're going to pray through before we're dismissed today and we celebrate something at the end of the service uh, the next one is our ministry teams and we talk about identifying equipping and releasing leaders and then functioning as a team that we're built for that that we need each other and so here's what I'm going to ask. If you serve on one of our teams, children's ministry, youth ministry, women's, men's, you connection team, you open doors, you make coffee, you're on the, the uh, worship team here, whatever it is, there are lots of ministries, our kitchen ministry team. If you serve in a ministry capacity, would you just stand up for a second and let us recognize you and say thank you for being a blessing to our church. Thank you, guys. 
and then stay standing because we want to do the same thing for you that we did for our, our uh, small group leaders a few minutes ago, our life group leaders. See, we, we know Sunday mornings, ministry doesn't happen without a lot of people. This does, it's not just random that you show up here and it's like, oh, the lights are on and Kyle had a guitar, so we had church today. It takes a lot of things going on for the church to, to grow and to change and to move and to follow after the path of Jesus and to serve and minister to people. And so, so we want to ask you to do the same thing we just did for life group leaders. If there's someone right around you that's a ministry team leader, just go to them and lay your hands on them. Pray for them for a minute. If you don't know who they are, introduce yourself. Maybe ask them what team they serve on or teams. And, and let's just take a few minutes and pray for one another, uh, for those that serve. And we thank you guys. Thanks for the time and effort you put in to serving our church. We love you and we're grateful for you. So let's pray for one another. start moving back to your seats. And as we have one more thing to pray for, our last essential, don't sit down because this is going to be cool. <laughs> our last essential is called shepherding people towards spiritual maturity. And that's not just the role of a pastor or elders or staff team. All of us take part in shepherding one another toward greater and greater spiritual maturity. That's what God has called us to not to remain infants who are tossed back and forth by every wave that comes along, but to grow in our faith. And so here's what I want to ask you to do. Just across the aisles, if you would, just grab hands with one another. And we're just going to pray for one another today. We're going to ask God to make us a church that deepens in intensity as people who are spiritually mature and growing. Because we want to see lives changed by the power of the gospel. And one of the ways that we represent that is through baptism. In just a few minutes, we're actually going to experience two men's baptisms today. And so God is doing things here. He's drawing people into deepening relationships with him. But that happens because we're all in this together. We all need each other. The person on your left and the person on your right, even if you don't know their names, there's something that they're doing that's helping us grow towards spiritual maturity. And so let's just pray and ask God to continue deepening us as a church in that and pray for the person on your left and right that God will just bring them to a place of deeper spiritual maturity this year than they've ever been before. That they'll experience His joy like they've never experienced. That they'll experience His nearness like they've never experienced. And that they'll experience the fullness of His power like they've never known. So would you just pray? in this moment for everyone in this room.
God, it is a tremendous honor and blessing to serve as the pastor of this church. I'm thankful for a people, a body of believers in Christ who care for one another, who want to see each other take next steps in their faith journey. God, for parents who are raising their kids and want them to be spiritually mature, for husbands and wives who pray for that for one another, for people in small groups who constantly pray for and encourage each other to grow spiritually, to be the mature men and women you've called us to be in Christ, that you don't want us to be left in that infancy stage of faith, but you want us to grow, God, so that we can be like Jesus. And so we ask for that. And we pray for it in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for checking out our message today. We hope you are challenged and blessed by it. We want to invite you to come and worship with us in person if you live in the Tri-Cities area. We meet on Sunday mornings at 9 and 1045 a.m. at One Fellowship Point in Kingsport, Tennessee. You can also get more information about us from our website or our mobile app. Have a great day.